Alright, welcome to the Ike's podcast. This is your boy Ike. The name of the podcast is called The Fuckery. This is just a small little shit that I just threw together. I'm still trying to find, figure out this setup situation. I got my mics that I had previous before, but I forgot how to set it up. I promised somebody that I would try to start one today. And here it is. Keep in mind, I probably would not edit it, nor would I help try to refine it because I have to do more research on it. But this is a small little introduction. Welcome to the fuckery. And if you like what you hear, just tell me some thoughts that I need to improve on so I can really build build this shit up. Thank you. Sit back and enjoy this shit. Yo, it's your boy Ike in the fuckery. So I've been trying to set up this stupid thing for the longest time. I got a fucking mic and the stand is not working. I'm trying to sip in some little grape goose and um, grape juice and what is it called again? Pineapple juice, but the shit is now working. I've been trying to figure out this, like, fucking podcast studio for the longest time. Well, this is the first podcast that I have. I have my friends Captain Crunch and Rice Krispies on my left-hand side. And my guy, I got my guy, what is it called again? Great Goose. I like her little body frame. She looking a little, like, she looking like she a little temptress. Probably going to seduce her later on in the night, but you know me. I'm just trying to be that guy that, you know, like, just stay home and just um, count chickens. Speaking of chickens, I've never been the type of dude who really wants to, like, collect chickens. I know a bunch of people who got a chicken farm. Like, when I was in that, I don't think chickens are, like, a part of my future and a part of my destiny. I wanted it to be a part of my destiny, but, you know, one thing led to another. You know, young Jedi, I kind of keep pushing because that's the one thing I could do and the one thing I knew how to do. Speaking of pushing, why why, why, are women doing that? You guys don't have to do it. Like, I understand, like, the strip clubs are closed. Clubs are closed. Your local deli man, Aki, he be making y'all little like y'all little little chopped cheese. Y'all use y'all little brioche bread. You know that's what classy women do. They be eating brioche breads and like a nice little almond, a nice little almond with the with some what is it called again? Um, what is it, oak tree, not oak tree, almond milk, they be doing that, but I understand that all that stuff is closed, but y'all don't have to switch to OnlyFans, like, I was going to do OnlyFans because I don't have nothing else to do with my life, I got that little, all the places that I work is like closed, but I was just starting OnlyFans for the culture, so I can be a part of it. But y'all niggas are actually doing it as a full-time hustle. I'm not mad at you guys, but I can't compete. Like, I don't got no boobs. I don't want any boobs. There's there's always an option for me to get boobs. But 
I don't got that type of money to just throw down on some boobs. I like you get me. Like I'm not mad at you not doing that, but I'm not. I'm not mad at you guys doing it, but I'm not. Like I'm kind of a little hurt that you guys are just switching to OnlyFans. I like the free, that free thing that you used to be doing. That little IG late in the night, y'all go live. I'm like, <laughs> y'all be talking, talking, and I'm like, and then y'all say like, I'm silly. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you silly, you silly, you silly, but like, twerk something for real, so a nigga like me knows real. Honestly, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just trying to look for the lady that to make it short, the lady that will let me know that it's real. Because there's a lot of fake women out there. And there's a lot of fake niggas that got money. And I'm not mad at them. If I had money, I swear to God, you would not be talking to me right now. You would not even be listening to this podcast if you do, if you made this far. But, you know what? It's like, the black man is God. And his and the black woman is his queen. She should be worshipped. You get me? This is, I'm pouring one out for all my fallen sol- soldiers out there. As in pouring one out, I'm drinking it. I got me in this fake ass margarita. It sparkles. It's a nice strong bottle. The watermelon look good. Yes, I did have the watermelon. Not because of, like, black thing. It was just, like, strictly for the culture. Like, I have to understand why I should be against watermelon for me to have watermelon. Like, it's it's getting me up there. I got me a little chips to go with it. So, it's keeping me together. I was just talking to my, I was talking to my sisters earlier today about... Um, No, I didn't take a piss. I'm just re- I'm just refilling my cup. You know, this could be the last supper, so I got, I got to just like you know keep drinking. But nevertheless, I was talking to my sister earlier, later earlier today, and we were talking about like the different like what is marketed to the black community, what it's not marketed to the black community, and where. These big corporation is choosing to throw their dollars at. And then the initial subject matter was black woman's hair. Could, as people who know or may not know, I do not own any hair or have hair to own. I do have pubic hair, but that's like, that's a difference. Uh, that's a different thing altogether. And I don't want to talk about my pubic hair on my podcast that I would not be sharing with the world. I mean, at least this episode of, to the world. But yeah, we were talking about like what is truly advertised to the black community, and then what do like what is it called? What do corporations really throw their money at? And I was trying to school them, not school them, because I'm coming from a black male's perspective and who doesn't have any hair. This perspective of that, like the. Like, white companies have not really truly respected the black person's, like, financial, like, his money that he brings in. Because there's no, 
um, from my outsider's from my outsider's perspective, there's no truly generic black product. There's no true. There's no Johnson and Johnsons for black women. There's no what is the card again? There's no butt light for black people's hair. There's no water, spring park or deer park water. There's all these little pop-up brands, pop-up things, pop-up things, like pop-up brands that's hot for a good like year, then it just falls off. She was telling me the story about, um, who's that girl? I mean, not girl, woman, Rose, who's on Blackish. She has a hairline product, but it fell off because people were not respecting People didn't respect her product. No, people respected her, but they didn't respect the product and what the product brought to the market. And I understand. I'm like, cool. I understand that. But then again, she was telling, and then she told me, they told me a story. It's about like how they're, you know, other racist friends, they have like two or three hair products. But if you go to a black woman's hair if you go into a black woman's, um, like, what is it called again, restroom, you would see that she has, like, 15 different products. And I'm saying, like, the reason why you got, you ha- I, from my, from my perspective, I'm saying the reason why you have 15 products is because not one of those products can, what is it called again, can cover at least three of the problems that you have with that one product. There's no resources or studies that have been really, really, Put um really really tackle like not tackle it's not an issue with black women's hair but just issue the issues of like maintaining it and keeping it I even like maintaining sounds problematic I don't like the word maintaining or just like like who can cover all bases because a lot of companies do I feel like a lot of companies do one offs that's how you know, like, for me, that's how you know a company doesn't have faith in a product. If they do one-offs of a product, that means that they don't, they're not really keen into the, the, like, longevity of the product. Like, for, ex- like, for example, um, oh, what is it called again? Let me see, let me see. For example, Pharrell. Pharrell had a one-off product. His one-off product was the the human shoes, the human races. The human races were used to be a a limited item that, um, what is it called again, Adidas put on the market space. But since they had faith and they they loved the feedback that they had, they started making the human races the rollout for human races was longer, and they pr- introduced more products on the on the market. So, therefore, the product of human races now, if you go to any, like, Foot Locker or anything like that, you can see a human race on the shelves. Some might say it's ruined than the products, but unlike me, I believe it's furthermore strengthened the product. Because that means that if there's more on the shelves, that's to me the... Adidas is putting more money on the shelves to sustain the products and saying that there is a niche for the product. And I feel that initial buzz can last for instead of one quarter in the mark, uh, one quarter in the year, it can last for all four quarters in the year. Four quarters being all 12 months. I see it as that. Until, I say until 
in the spe- in the aspect of beauty, going into what is it called again hair. Until they make it a affordable product that has done significantly significant research research on it, and it has to be credible. Until you can introduce that to the market, that's when you will understand that that company respects black women's hair. And if you want to, you can say they respect us as a people. But you know what? I feel like respect is weird. Like the word is respect. Like for me, respect is weird. I don't understand. I feel like people respect me, but the respect that they show towards me is not, I'm not appreciative towards it. I balance, I used to think respect was fear because like the first person that, I think the first initial person that I respected was my pops and my mother, of course, and my siblings. But I think it's staying, it started with our pops, which everything does. Like, everything has to start with your mom and dad. I respected, I respected him when I was young because it was like, for the most part, it was framed with fear. Because I was fear of the stuff that he might take away and the stuff that he might say. While my mother... I respected her, but I felt like she loved me. She loved, like, she will show her love. So, for, like, when you show your love, it kind of limits, it kind of takes away your fear aspect of somebody. But then again, do you want to be a monster? That's what you have to ask yourself. Do you want, not being a monster, but do you want somebody, are you okay with your child fearing you? Some parents would want to say yes, but my mom and dad, I think that they realized that when I turned 13-ish, 14-year-ish, they realized that you, I started, I started to not fear them anymore. I realized like, yo, the max that you can do is spank me until I bleed, and then my wounds will heal, and then... You're going to be upset because you spanked me and then I'm going to keep crying and crying and then I'm just going to be like, yo, I didn't die. Nothing. Max thing I had was just like a little bruises. And then I was like, all right, cool. If I can deal with the bruises, I can deal with being spanked. And then that for transition into like, yo, fuck this. I'm going to do whatever I want because it's my life to live. Naturally, I was watching Dawson Creek at the time. So I blame white people. Yes, the white man always has something to do with my, um, what is it called again, my disobedience at the time. But, going back to the subject of matter, being feared, I thought fear was respect. But then I realized, like, yo, you don't want that. You don't want that in our life. Because when fear meets a junction when fear meets something that somebody like you know when they say like power surpasses fire power surpasses power unless the power shall fall that's how it is with fear somebody's only somebody can only fear you to a certain extent until 
They find somebody else that they fear even more. And then your fear that their capacity to fear you drops tremendous. Drops significantly. Tremendous in their eyes. I don't know how you fucking says that word. Like, fuck that shit. But it drops significantly in their lives. I. And then I real I. I didn't. It didn't. I realized that. Not by somebody's action towards me, but me looking at it for to a certain degree. Like, <coughs> excuse me, Corona, sheesh. But <sighs> like when I was growing up, it was this kid in my way that was like, yo, he used to be a fucking monster. This nigga was retarded as shit. He was six feet. I had to throw the caveat that he was retarded, so you can imagine picture a retarded nigga in your hand. And if you say that I'm like, what is it, retarded phobia or retarded phobia, whatever you call that shit. I mean, like, my nigga, you pictured a retarded nigga, so what am I supposed to do? I'm just using a word. I can't help the words that's coming out of my mouth right now. Nevertheless. So, it was a retarded nigga that I used to fear. When I was in, when I went to, when I was in the fifth grade, this nigga used to terrorize me. Not because of, like, the actions he showed towards me, but the actions that he showed towards other people. Like, he he used to really, like, realize bully people. This nigga used to, this nigga had, like, almost, like, a beard growing through, like, a little, like, five o'clock shadow. He was tall as shit, big as shit, cock diesel. Not cock diesel, but he was just, like, chubby. And then you can know, like, he used to just, like, just press out, like, yep, little youngins. Until, like, I watched him, I watched him, like, 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 what is the card again? Take shit from my mans, take shit from, like, take shit, like, go behind the teacher's desk, like, take shit, like, like, just do dumb shit, like, because, you know, like, you know what it is, like, when we're in middle school, like, you don't understand what authority is. We understand what authority is, but in that school, they didn't understand what authority is. They thought authority is, like, yo, I'm about to... Go in the teacher's lounge. What is you going to do? My pops going, my parents are just going to come through. Y'all say whoop-de-whoop to them. And then I'm going to, I'm going to dip off. That's what, that's what I I frame my idea of like what authority is. And then you realize when, what authority is until niggas get punched in the face. That brings me to what happened. So that nigga came through. New quarter, I think it was like the third quarter in the year. A new nigga came to our a new nigga came to our school. He was like, yo, yo, yo! Everybody loved him. He was funny. He was like a little. He was like a little. He, I think he was like a my high, but he was just like you know, you know that nigga that just like like when he enters a room, like everybody just gravitates to that man. That's what he was. Then Big jo- Big Show didn't like that nigga, like because he didn't like the energy that he brought. He thought he was going to check him. Uh, what is it called again? It didn't happen like he thought it was going to happen to. Nigga was like, "Yo, I remember." About, he was like, "Yo, I need that." We was playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards at the time. He's like, "Yo, I need that." He had a he had a blue eyes white dragon. He told that boy that like, they just moved in. Like, who just moved to the school. Like, yo, I need that card. And the boy wasn't having it. He was like, nah, I just got this. I just got that. And he was like, what? 
snatch it out of his hand. Next thing you know, a small dude that just moved in gave him that little two-piece. Bang, 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 bang. Fuck that little nigga up. I mean, big nigga up. And then, when he did that in front of our class, everybody realized, yo, this big nigga's a bitch. So, after that, niggas got suspended. We started to chat about, oh, did you see what Antoine did to Smith? He did He gave me that work. And then me, I was like, you know me. I was like an instigator. And I gassed that whole shit up, bro. I had that shit thumping. So, I had that thing thumping. Then, next thing you know, Smith came back. And then... The fear that I had towards that man just, like, dissipated. I started to see him like one of my mans. Not one of my mans like, yo, 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 let's go home and play video games and off of no gay shit. But, I mean, take that away, take that away. I didn't mean to say that. It's 2020. But what is he called again? Came back. And then he was trying to, like, throw, like, throw his weight around. Niggas wasn't fucking with them like that. They were like, my nigga, you need to relax, what we call Oh boy up. And then he was like questioning, you know, like when niggas was like, What what do you mean? What do you mean? He's like he he was befuddled. But he realized that he and I realized that like yo, that fear that you have is like it's gone, bro. It dissipated. When somebody's face what when somebody I feel like this, when somebody at that age are like like, now I realize, like, when you're f- faced with a new truth about somebody else, what do you do from there? What do you do? Now you know that nobody fears you in this school. Now you know that your alarm in size means nothing to somebody. Because the person who... Who's the same height as you whooped somebody that you was already always feared. Give you that another sense of courage. So now I'm able to say we ask for shit. I'm like, nah, I give it to you if I really want to. I let you talk to me because I really want to hear your advice. How do you respond to that? That's why I don't want to be feared. I'd rather be liked, even though I want to be liked. I don't present. I I don't present myself as to be likable because I I want I want certain people to like me. I want certain people to respect me. But I'm not concerned about the masses respecting me. I like this masses liking me, or the masses people respecting me, or the masses people fearing me. Like yo. Respect is hard. Respect is very hard to understand. I don't know, bro. I respect it. Like, I don't know the last person. I, I, try to, I try to be respectable. What is respectable? It's respectable, like, say, hearing your fellow man out, even though they're telling you some bullshit. It's respectable me letting you know, like, what you're saying is bullshit. It's respectable letting, like, letting, holding the door for, oh, like, the elderly to get their groceries and stuff like that. I don't find that respectable. I just find that to be, like, 
courtesy. Courteous, courteous, being courteous, respectable. I don't like, that's my thing. Like, I don't know what respect is. I feel like I have a, a better understanding of what love is than what respect is. Because res- love is like a like it's like a baby. You have to throw throw a lot of emotions at it. All being, you have to throw anger, hate, anger. What is it called? Happiness, joy. You have to you have to be able to um, what is it called again? What is it called again? Well, you know, when your parents are just like, you have to have disappointment in that person. Because, you know, my thing about it, they say love is the opposite of love is hatred. But my thing is like, you have to know, you have to feel disappointment until you know that you actually love somebody. Because if you're disappointed in somebody, that means you care for the person. And then how many people are do you actually care about? That's another thing. I love a lot of people. I want to love a lot of people. I know I love a lot of people. But do those people love me back? Yeah, they do. I'm like, come on. Like, I'm Ike at the end of the day. I keep a very small circle. If you ask me how many people... If you ask me, how many people have you talked to since the year started? I can tell you everybody that I've talked to because my list is very, very small. I don't know. I'm not really interested in meeting new people. Like the new people that are that I wanted me. I'm probably going to be in my life for about a good two weeks and then I'm like oh, on to the next one. But I wonder if I'm being respectful towards them. And they feel that I'm being respectful towards them. And but why am I concerned about people's feelings? It's like, it's people's feelings. They feel whatever they want to feel. I feel whatever I want to feel. But it's just human nature for me to feel that way. Because at the end of the day, you want people to have something good to say at your deathbed. About you, I want to mix. I want to mix in of a, like that name was an asshole. He was so fucking mean to me. But you, want, I want to be like, yo, that's just Ike. Yeah, like, but I want to follow that relation up with like this nigga was. He still, he still cared for me. I still keep in contact with people that I know that still don't like me. But I love keeping in contact with them. Because I want them to know that I'm still around. And I know that you know that I know that I'm still around. Is that psychotic? I don't know. It just gets me closer. I want to feel, I want to feel everything. And nothing at all. I want to be in the shits. And I want to be in the fuckery. And I want to be in, and I I don't want to be in the fuckery at the exact same time. I want to be a part of a lot of lot of groups, but not really be a part of the groups. I want to be able to see it from see it from a distance. 
You know, I want to see it in that third-person point of view. Like, when I, like, I remember, like, when we we first, what is it called again, when our first lesson plan was a more, we was, like, in a writing class, we were, our teacher was teaching us first person, second point person, and third person point of view. I was obsessed with third person point of view. The idea of you are in the shit, but you're not really a part of the shit. You're just seeing it from a distance. It's the God plus. It's the God God complex. Shout out to, what is that name? What's that song that he made? Y'all know it. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. It's that DC song with Shaq Glissy and then God complex. You should research it. It's a really good album. But I just, I like that. Because when you're in it, you can get hurt. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be hurt. I think the smallest thing would set me over the cliff. I'm crazy. I get crazy analyzed over shit, but I don't know. The fuckery is real. Honestly, I want to name this podcast fuckery. But that's some fuck nigga shit. All right, take care. This is Ike's Notes.